And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. And happy Easter to you. Our Lord is risen indeed. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network, South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls and Fredericksburg, from Kerrville and Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. We're thankful you've decided uh, to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up in all things Catholic. And of course, joining me in studio is my wonderful co-host, Alexandra Kubabatu, a.k.a. Alex K. How are you, Alex? I'm doing great, Sean, and I love being here with all of you, and um, it's such a delight. Are you just saying that? <laughs> no, of course not. No, I love our guests. I love what we do. And, and you know, it's all praise to God. Amen. <clears throat> and here, yes, folks, on your live and local program, we try bringing you various and informative discussions, highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. And today we'll be speaking with Father Ed Hoff, parochial vicar at St. Mary Catholic St. Mary's Catholic Church in downtown San Antonio, and also Renee Keller. She's on the board of directors of Natural Womanhood. And um, today with the month of Mary, uh, we're going to be talking about all things Mary and all things uh, natural womanhood. <laughs> That's right, Alex. We're going to talk about uh, both those topics, uh, both important topics. Natural Womanhood's got uh, their dinner and talk coming up uh, this Thursday. Uh, yes. And I believe that's going to be titled Living the Joy Epic Intimacy, Living the Joy of Unity in Marriage. So uh, Renee's going to be on to talk about that. And yes, Father Ed Hoff, one of our favorite guests uh, to, to speak to, uh, he's going to be joining us also. But before we get to them, uh, let's go ahead and get started the way we should do all things, and that is in prayer. So wherever you might be, bow, bow your head, look out ahead, um, you know, depending on your circumstance right now, uh, and pray these words with me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, Jesus, divine master, I thank and bless your most merciful heart for having given us Mary most holy as our mother, teacher, and queen. From the cross, you placed us all in her hands. You gave her a great heart, much wisdom, and immense power. May all mankind know her and pray to her. May all permit themselves to be led by her to you, the savior of mankind. I placed myself in her hands as you placed yourself. With this mother, I want to live now, in the hour of my death, and for all eternity. Amen. St. Athanasius the Great. Pray for us. St. Joseph, guardian of the virgin. Pray for us. Mary, virgin most powerful. Pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Um, we're going to get you caught up real quick. I got a couple of big thank yous, but of course, with two guests, uh, time tends to get away from us really quick. So first, and, first of all, I want to thank everyone who had the opportunity to join us uh, Thursday for the Fishers of Men benefit dinner. My goodness, y'all knew y'all know how to you know get together for a party. That is for sure. Oh yes, <laughs> you know that we had amazing. over four hundred uh, wonderful, smiling, and joyful faces. It was great to all get together and, of course, you know, share that faith and that joy. Um, 
And I'm just glad that, you know, y'all, y'all showed up in, in a big way. Father Callaway gave a wonderful talk. Um, you know, Dr. Mitch and Chrissy, it was great to be able to honor them. Um, the talk was inspiring. The food was even better almost. Oh my, oh my gosh. It was so delicious. Yes, I got a lot of great feedback, you know, uh, regarding the food. So uh, thank you, of course, to, you know, absolutely delicious catering for the meal. Uh, thank you, Janelle's Wholesale Flowers, uh, you know, for the flower donations. The beautiful presentations that, you know, uh, yes. Miss Rebecca, um, you know, Birch, uh, you know, created with, uh, you know, with her assistance too. Real Mission Media, um, you know, for their audio and visual talents. Uh, and of course, Carlos Ramirez Photography for their wonderful services, uh, you know, also. Uh, so again, uh, for some of you who are tuning in now, uh, for those who attended the uh, dinner and are awaiting, um, you know, the Father Callaway talk to be available on that QR code that, you know, you should have yes. uh, taken home with you. The talk is up and it is live uh, on the QR code. So if you want to hear Father Callaway's talk again, and I know many of you have reached out to me already uh, regarding so, um, you know, it's there. All right. Mm-hmm. It is there. And if it's not, uh, of course, you know, please let, let us know. But, uh, you know, without... And without further delay, uh, well, a couple things and then we'll get into our guest. I do want to make sure that, you know, everyone is aware of uh, the women, wine, women and worship retreat going on at Sanctus Ranch. Uh, that is taking place Friday, May 20th. Uh, there's plenty of room uh, to sign up still. There's, uh, you can go to sanctusranch.com slash events. Axe Missions Agape Fest Casino Night taking place May 14th at the UIW Rosenberg Sky Room uh, is also going to be taking place at, at 7 p.m. Sponsorship opportunities are available. You can go to their uh, website, axemissions.org. Uh, uh, and of course, uh, you know, on May 7th, a lot of people may not know this that there's a special uh, you know bond election going on uh, and there's an election going on with uh, you know folks within the uh, NEISD, uh, you know, so for the school board uh, out yes. there. So uh, get involved, get informed, and make sure that you do your diligence, uh, your due diligence as a um, as a faithful Catholic uh, in participating in our civic responsibilities. Uh, you know, with that. So now, without further delay, let us welcome, of course, to the program, uh, you know, Miss Renee Keller. Yeah, there you go. Um, and you know, thank you so much for joining us today, Miss Renee. Um, you know. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell those that are tuning in who may not be familiar with Natural Womanhood more about your apostolate. So Natural Womanhood is a, really our mission is to make sure we get information out there and to everyone. Sorry, let me know if I there you can't you go. hear me. And you can find out more about us on naturalwomanhood.org. And really it is trying to help people understand in a way that is a little bit more scientific and beautifully married to the way the Catholic Church doctrine works is natural family planning. So you don't have to have chemicals in your body to plan when you have your children. And it is a fantastic resource. There are so many relevant articles out there about what is going on in the world around us. There was a great email with an article that came out on Sunday about how Natural family planning can help identify issues like potential abuse if you're going through premarital planning and if you're using natural family planning. Of course, it also talks about some of the problems that are associated with that. So that's just one recent article. There are a lot more out there and a lot of articles available to look back on on our archives in regards to that. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, okay, you have an event coming up. 
um, Epic Intimacy, Living the Joy of Unity in Marriage. Um, that's for it's for a free dinner and talk. So I encourage all listeners to attend and inquire about that at naturalwomanhood.org forward slash Damon Owen, Damon slash Owens. Now that's going to be your, your keynote speaker. Yes. Yes. And, um, so what's going to be that, like the gist of that talk? Well, what is it going to be addressing? Well, as with everything natural womanhood, we yes. like to talk about natural family planning and how that can enhance your marriage, bring joy and intimacy to your marriage. Yes. And so he actually, Damon Owens is an expert and he's wonderful with that topic in particular. And so he'll be speaking to the couples that are coming. So, you know, of course you're welcome yes. to come if you're single, yes. but it's also really geared towards that mm-hmm. married couple with that intimacy and bringing that into your marriage through natural family planning, or maybe even just enhancing what you may already have in your mm-hmm. marriage. Amen. Uh, let me ask you something, uh, Miss Renee. Um, in your experience with uh, natural natural womanhood, um, what is your, you know, why, you know, for someone tuning in maybe right now, why is it important to to learn more about, you know, these natural methods, uh, you know, for for families, for uh, for couples to, to participate in? Why is that so important right now? Well, so there are so many different reasons. Um, just speaking as a woman, it's a wonderful way to learn more about your body and your own natural cycles. There are different signs that your body gives you in terms of where you're at in your stage of life and your fertility and even issues that you may be having that you're not aware of that can be masked by chemicals. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about in a marriage, you know, there are just, it just brings you closer to your spouse because you are no longer having this hidden marital intimacy. It is a conscious decision and Mm -hmm. choice Every single day where you are choosing to say yes or you are choosing to say wait. Mm -hmm. And so it enhances your communication and it enhances that intimacy, not just on a physical level, but truly emotionally and spiritually and mentally in a way that I think a lot of marriages are missing Mm -hmm. in today's world. So it's just this incredible. And it also it follows the church doctrines. So there are not just religious reasons and scientific reasons, but just the whole picture. So it's wonderful. Amen. Um, you know, for the ladies who decide that, uh, or for the couples even that, you know, want, that are going to be coming out, um, can you kind of give them an idea as to what to expect, uh, you know, from, you know, from your guest speaker? Yes, certainly. So what that night looks like. Yeah. So there will be dinner, maybe hopefully, almost as good as the dinner (laughs) at your event. I'm not so sure um, if we can match that, but I can tell you a little bit about Damon. He is um, He's the founder and executive director of Joy, T-O-B, and he, which is Theology of the Body for Institute. Um, And he served as chairman of the 2016 International Theology of the Body Congress. And um, in 2002, he sold his technology firm, and founded Joy-Filled Marriage in New Jersey. And he and his wife, Melanie, taught natural family planning for 14 years and served as NFP coordinators for the Archdiocese of Newark. Actually, right now, they currently live outside of Philadelphia, and they have eight children. So Beautiful. They have a 
wonderful big family. Yes. So. Amen. Now, if I could, um, you know, for those who, you know, who want to attend, uh, where do they go? Where do they get the information uh, to, to attend? Is this uh, something that, uh, that they have to register for, like you were saying? Uh, do they just show up? Is there registration at the door or, you know, how does, how does that work? Well, they do need to register ahead of time so we know okay. how much food to have for them. So sure. please go to naturalwomanhood.org forward slash Damon dash Owens. And that's D-A-M-O-N dash O-W-E-N-S. And it's going to be at the St. Pius Catholic Church. I was just about to ask. I don't think we uh, discussed or touched uh, where was this taking place. But uh, yeah, it uh, it says, uh, you know, here, um, St. Pius X Catholic Church uh, over there on 3303 Urban Crest, uh, right here in San Antonio. And uh, yes, uh, to register, that's naturalwomanhood.org forward slash Damon dash Owens. This is taking place Thursday, May 5th. Um, You know, that's... That's Thursday, May 5th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. This is a a dinner uh, and a talk. Uh, Epic intimacy, you know, living the joy of unity in marriage. Um, You know, I would say... I was telling you earlier prior to, uh, you know, you know, beginning the program that our first guests, you know, was, uh, you know, was Miss Jackie Aguilar uh, and Sylvia Cotto from, uh, you know, Natural Womanhood. Uh, what wonderful, uh, you know, ladies they were. They were our first guests for the In His, uh, you know, Vineyard program. Um, and of course, I've met, you know, Gerard. I've met Miss Anna. Y'all do good and holy work over there. Right. I mean, y'all do absolutely good work bringing to the forefront, bringing to attention, uh, you know, the, the need, uh, for this information on how, like you said, women, not only women, but couples, uh, can live out their, their marital vocation, uh, in a holy way. Right. I mean, so many times the culture is just throwing things at you. Oh, you ought to do this. You ought to do that. But no, you're, you're on a mission to teach, you know, what, you know, true, um, you know, that the marital bond is, is, you know, should be about and, and such. Um, in your experience, uh, you know, with natural womanhood, what are some of the highlights for you personally that you know, maybe have experienced as part of that apostolate? So on a personal level, of course, getting to know Gerard and Anna and the rest of the team has just been incredible. They're all amazing people and they are really feel filled with a zeal. But, you know, it's beautiful to see that marriage between science and religion, where the scientific, the best scientific way to do things, so you're avoiding the extra chemicals going into your body, the extra hormones, but not only is that a scientifically proven way, but it's something that is just a beautiful living out of that religious calling. And so that has been something that has been just beautiful for me to witness and to live and to see people who believe in it so much that yeah. they give so mm-hmm. much of themselves into it. That's incredible. Amen. That's incredible. You know, um, what, you know, I know you've got this program going on, um, you know, on Thursday. Are there, can you tell us, uh, can you tell our listeners, uh, maybe some of the other programs, uh, that Natural Woman had, uh, Natural Womanhood has coming up? Um, and so also, uh, if you can kind of, um, reiterate, the website, uh, because from what I understand, um, you know, a lot of the, you know, consulting that you do is, is virtual, is online or is by phone. Is that kind of how that works? Could you explain that a little bit? It is. So our website, naturalwomanhood.org, it is not only a website where you can go and read articles and learn about natural family planning, but we also provide, uh, 
be virtual interviews with couples where we discover what kind of natural family planning method is best for that couple or what would be a good match. And we help match them up with different teachers for different methods. So there are a lot of methods out there that are available and some work better in different ways for different couples and different stages of life. And they help identify that. They are wonderful in that, you know, we provide all of this for free or for a very low fee. Of course, Mm -hmm. those teachers also charge. But, um, you know, you're asking about upcoming events. Yeah. We have a 10th anniversary gala on October 15th. So 10th anniversary already? Yes. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. It's gone so quickly. Yeah. When you enjoy what you do, it goes very quickly. Amen. And so it's, we're excited about that. We're very excited. We have, Many things coming. <laughs> no, that is great news. Awesome. And uh, if anyone knows what it's like, of course, you know, um, you know, for when you're doing something that you enjoy and how the time really goes by, I can definitely, you know, relate. You know, I just recently, you know, completed my my one year anniversary here with the GRN, uh, and it has been good. But yeah, I'm taking a look at your website now. You've got all sorts of things uh, where people can, you know, all this information, uh, getting off the pill for good. You know, a, a commentary uh, with Dr. Laura Bryden. Uh, and again, folks, there's just a lot of information out here. Um, so that's naturalwomanhood.org. Um, again, check out and sign up for this um, event that they've got going on. This is the Epic Intimacy, Living the Joy of Unity in Marriage, uh, Dinner and Talk uh, Thursday, May 5th, uh, 2022, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can go to naturalwomanhood.org forward slash Damon dash Owens. Um, and again, is that the website also, not the, you know, the naturalwoman.org. Can they go there to support for anyone who wants to support your apostolate? Uh, is that also where they would go? Could you tell us? Yes, they can also go to the website. There is a place they can click to donate and find more information. Amen. Well, that music, folks, means that we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by Father Ed Hoff, parochial vicar at St. Mary Catholic Church in downtown San Antonio. And we're going to talk about all things Mary. Don't change the station. We'll be right back. That's good. That was good. You did great. Life can be hectic. How can you grow in intimacy and love for your spouse during these times? How does God's design for marriage bring unity and joy? Join Natural Womanhood to be inspired and encouraged at a free dinner plus a talk by Damon Owens. This takes place Thursday, May 5th from 6 to 8 p.m. at St. Pius X Catholic Church. To register, visit naturalwomanhood.org forward slash Damon Owens. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. Fall cleaning has always made more sense to us than spring cleaning. After all, the holidays are approaching, and that means company is coming. Plus, if the kids expect to get a ton of Christmas presents, maybe that means it's time to get rid of some of those toys first. Fall is a great time to take stock of our material possessions and our attachments to them. When we're cleaning out the garage or taking out our seasonal clothes, we should ask ourselves, can we give any of this away to those who might need it? This is also the time when charities start collecting warm clothing and toys for the poor. Get your kids involved. Ask them if there's any clothing or toys they would like to give away. 
Giving to those in need is a great way to encourage growth and generosity. Remember, the poor can show up in unexpected guises. They may be neighbors or family members who are having a tough time or who could use the items you're getting rid of. Ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to any need around you and be alert to His prompting. For more inspiration and encouragement for your family, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Hello, sisters in Christ. How do you feel seeing your husband and son playing, reading, or praying together? As a mom of three boys, I find it heartwarming. To encourage this father-son time, they join the troops of St. George in an outdoor apostolate that brings fathers and sons together and deepens their relationship with the Eternal Father. At campouts, they hike, whittle, pray the rosary, and more. It's great hearing their adventures and seeing smiles after. Check them out at troopsofstgeorge.org, Facebook, and Twitter. May God bless you. And welcome back, folks. This is Sean, your host and general manager for the local live program in his vineyard. Uh, we're going to be talking to Father Ed Hoff, parochial vicar at St. Mary Catholic Church, about this wonderful month of May, uh, the month of Mary, the month of our Blessed Mother. Uh, so again, if you're just tuning in, this is In His Vineyard. Thank you for joining us uh, You know, for this conversation today. Uh, without delay, let's go ahead and welcome Father Ed Hoff. How are you doing today, Father? Sounds great. Thank you very much. You know, let me ask you something, Father. Uh, you know, coming out um, out of the, you know, the Easter, you know, the octave of Easter and, of course, the, the celebration of Easter, have you been able to get some rest? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Right. <laughs> yes, define rest. I'm, I'm just joking. Um, it wasn't just the you know the celebration of the liturgies and things of that nature, which is always beautiful during Easter, but all of the other work, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. I think we talked on one of our past programs about you know helping people get freed from their demonic stuff in their life, right. which is what we're doing. So yeah, it's been a really busy time, but that's good. No, well, I'm I'm glad that uh, of course that you're here joining us, taking time out of your busy day, um, you know, to to join us and to really talk about something that that I know you're passionate about, and that's our Blessed Mother. Amen. It's an oblate of Mary. That's right. (laughs) That's right. So, would you first, uh, for those of us, uh, you know, tuning in, for those just tuning in, and maybe have never heard, or maybe they're new to the faith. I know there's. I've met a lot of people uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, that have recently come into the church. Of course, you know, at, at the Easter Vigil, um, you know. So, for those that are tuning in, could you introduce us to uh, the the month of May, the month of our Blessed Mother, and how that even came about? Sure. Basically, we had um, in ancient times, even before Christianity, uh, the Greeks and the Romans both had great uh, celebrations at the beginning of spring. You know, when weather changed and. Buds were beginning on the trees and things of that nature. And so the Greek goddess, Artemis, who was the goddess of uh, new life, the goddess of, of uh, growth and, and the rest, and then the Roman goddess, Flora, when flowers began to bloom. So they had great celebrations for those in that time. And after Christianity uh, came into being after a short time, they began to realize how perfect it would be to take those festivals and to change them into a focus on Mary, mm-hmm. who is, in fact, the producer of the most important life ever in the history of the world, you know, which, of course, is Jesus. And so they began to change over a period of time. And it was probably more in the 18th century and in the beginning of the 19th 
when this really took form, you know, and began to become um, the month of May, focused on Mary, mainly because she is, number one, she is the fruit of the love of the Holy Spirit, you know, and she's also, she bore the fruit, which is Jesus himself. And she's espoused to the Holy Spirit. And there, as we all know, or hopefully, maybe you don't, but if you don't, look it up. The Holy Spirit has fruit. You know, scripture speaks of that. The fruit of the Holy Spirit, um, which is all the things that we'd want in our life. <laughs> At least certain things that I want. Uh, which is love, peace, patience, joy, kindness, you know, yes. self-control, all of the other things that we all need. But that comes as a result of being in relationship with the Holy Spirit. And of course, Mary was in relationship with the Spirit from the moment of her conception in her mother's womb when she was immaculately conceived in preparation for the day when she would hold within her the very Son of God himself. Mm-hmm. Could not, God just cannot be with her sin. So yes. if there was sin in Mary ever, he could not have been in there. So she was preserved from all sin from the moment of her conception, which was, of course, what called the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. You know? And so she began then to grow in that spirit. As a matter of fact, when the angel Gabriel said to her, you know, that you shall produce a son and you'll name him Jesus and so on, and her response was, as a 14-year-old girl, because that's all she was when this happened. And she said, how can this be? I have no relationship with a man. And angel Gabriel, of course, said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Overshadowing is a Jewish term for having intimacy in marriage. And you, you, the fruit we produced will be the Son of God. And so it goes on as we, we know the story. And so it was natural, I think, for the early church to see in the flowering every yes. year of, the, of new life, the, when Mary gave birth to life in itself, you know, right. Jesus' is life itself. So she gave birth to that. So it became a natural thing, I think, to, to begin to focus on her during this time of year. Not only this time, we woke up there all year long. And if you notice, many of her apparitions took place during the month of May. Adam wow. did. I guess I never really yeah. realized that. It wasn't the only yeah. month. I mean, there yeah. were several months, and, but that was always a May thing. And so we celebrate, for example, the Feast of Fatima. Sure. There was she, eight months, I think, she appeared. But the feast is in May, mm. you know, because it just seems to be her month. And so, um, you know, the same thing with, with Bernadette Lourdes, you know, she was mm-hmm. appeared there in May as well. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you bring up some of those, um, you know, some of those uh, apparitions, you know, some of these, mer- you know, uh, you know, place of uh, Marian miracles and such. Um, could you tell us, you know, I'd like to get, you know, more, uh, more feedback from you as, as far as your own personal relationship with Mary Father. Um, you know, like you said, you're, you know, you're a missionary oblate. What's the... Yeah. Of oblates of Mary Immaculate. Of Mary Immaculate. The word oblate simply means one who has been offered. Okay. It's mm-hmm. from the fourth principal part of the Latin verb, ferro, ferre, tuli, latus. So the latus, and then to put the O before, oblatus is now you, to be offered. Now, you're a young man, right? Yeah, 84. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So how, you know, your own personal relationship with Mary, how, had, how did that begin? 
How has that developed and how does that carry you on now in your own ministry? Well, I think basically uh, it always begins because I went to Catholic schools all my life. Um, uh, 28 consecutive semesters or years, I should say, of, of schooling. Um, but went to a Catholic school. So you learn, you know, all the things that the church is teaching. And it was much more strict in those days than it is today, you know, much more traditional. And then my father always insisted on having a family rosary every evening which I wasn't too happy about, not because of the rosary. I love the rosary. It's just that he was always doing it exactly when my friends were outside playing and I wanted to be out there. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, I know, but this is more important. So that's how I learned, you know, that Mary is more important even than being with your friends. So that developed. And then I wound up going to a high school run by the missionary albites of Mary Immaculate. So that's how I got into the, and then how the, sometime when we have more time, I'll explain the miracle that happened so that I actually wound up at that particular place and that was how God guided my life you know, sure. through missionary albites and then of course as we were studying you know through the seminary years we had great devotion to Mary in our community we always did as albites of Mary Immaculate uh, our founder St. Eugene de Mazinod, um had some difficulties earlier in his life and there was a statue that he had in his house of Mary and that statue came alive and appeared to him at one particular point. And so it guided him into the direction, into the priesthood that he was going to go. And so even at St. Mary's in the back of the church, we have the Albic Madonna, uh, false falls actually. The big one is in their uh, general house in Rome. And I've seen it there and photographed it there, but this is a smaller version of it. It's beautiful with the 12 stars around her head and so on. <clears throat> so we, we've had this wonderful relationship and devotion with Mary. I also know, and this is because of the work that I'm doing, which we talked about in, I think, our last program or the program right before that, with relationship to working uh, with demons, that Mary is the most powerful weapon. Yes. Of course, she's married to the terror of demons, St. Joseph, you know, so (laughs) that didn't hurt. But um, I tell people all the time, when they're being constantly tempted or constantly under attack by Satan, I pull my rosary out and you're showing that this is your greatest weapon, you know, yes. that you use. So I do, I'm not, this is not a brag, I'm just telling a fact, because of the work that I'm doing, I do, you know, five to six rosaries every day. And yeah, we were discussing that earlier, yeah. Yeah, in addition to my uh, divine office and all right. my other personal devotions and prayers. Because I have to, you know, because they're after me, they don't like me a whole lot, <laughs> those yes. demons, you know. They will try to get in any way they can. They'll throw temptations. They'll do this or they'll make you tired and worked out and things just don't go well and you'll want to yes. hang somebody, you know, and it's like, Mary just holds you. So I wrap my mat- her mantle around me all the time and just wow. walk in that mantle because you, Satan can't come anywhere near that. I went to an exorcism conference one time and the, the speaker at the conference is now the head of exorcist in Rome after Father Morth died. He came over. Father Belmonte. And he was telling us a story about they were exercising this man. And during the course of the, he was really deep into this stuff because he'd been cursed by a witch, you know. And <clears throat> as they were praying, part of the exorcism prayer is the litany of the saints. So you're calling on the saints to come and help you. And as the saints evidently were showing up, only the demon could see them, they were, demons were mocking them. <laughs> here comes the Albanian, you know, here comes mm-hmm. the one all in brown, which it be. Padre Pio, and so on. And they went through all of that. And then the demon started to scream. He says, no, 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 get away from me. Her veil, her veil, it's burning. And the person was instantly and totally delivered. And completely freed from all demonic stuff because Mary showed up. 
So you better believe I have a great devotion to Mary and, yes. and, and yeah. every day because you know we're always under attack, and I'm you know helping people get demons out of their own lives every day. So you're gonna right. you're gonna come under attack. So yeah, um, so that you know, and, and Mary's, I I had in one sense uh, a blessing, but in another sense a tragedy. Uh, I was orphaned at the age of fourteen when my parents were killed in a car accident. Mm. In fact, I was in the car with them, and my grandfather was killed as well. But my mother had been saying her rosary not five minutes before this happened. Oh. And she had a great devotion to the first Saturdays, which if, you know, if anybody yes. is aware of that, that Mary did promise that anybody who receives confession and goes to Holy Communion uh, on the five first Saturdays, five consecutive months, they'll never die without the sacraments. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I woke up in the hospital, I mean, they, they took me to the hospital, they gave me a shot of something to calm me down. And when I woke up, there was a coll- Roman collar at my bedside. And so the first thing I saw when I opened up, and there was a priest there. And when I asked him about, had he been able to yes. get to the scene? How he got there is another whole story. We take another whole show just for that alone, mm-hmm. the, the miracle that got him there to begin with. And he said, yes, I was there. They were still warm, so I was able to give him the sacraments and everything. Exactly what Mary said would happen, happened. And, and the, mm-hmm. the miracle that it took for that to happen is absolutely out of this world, you know. Mm-hmm. So Mary means what she says. And so when we have this devotion to her and role and that beautiful relationship with her. Uh, and so now that I didn't have a physical mother anymore, yes. I am Mary, who has always been my mother, but now even more so. You know? And so yeah. she's guided me along the way and brought me into the community named after her. So. Amen. <laughs> yeah, that's so beautiful. And, you know, I can, um, I can see how, you know, a lot of individuals who have suffered traumas in their lives can definitely benefit from uh, you know adapting um the the prayer for rosary the holy rosary and adapting our lady into into their lives as their mother um i mean i've had my own traumas in my life as well and um and it's having her in my life the very first consolation i ever felt personally was through mary in a very very dark moment in my life and um she led me to um to the, the Carmelite order as a secular. So um, I, I definitely attribute that to her and the, the prayer of the rosary that I was taught by my husband. And um, so that, that was really beautiful. Let me ask you, Father, um, regarding um, childhood traumas and, and things of that nature, because, I mean, so many of us have tro- have suffered those. Um, and probably um, most of us have have not lived like a peachy king life where, you know, we, we can say, you know, yeah, we were, we were raised in a solid Catholic family and, and, and it was easy for us to uh, adopt the Holy Rosary. Um, however, how can somebody who's, um, what would you say to someone who has, wasn't rooted in, in the, in the faith, wasn't rooted in Mary or the Rosary growing up? Um, what kind of words of encouragement would you have for them? who are perhaps still trying to heal from those childhood mm. traumas. Well, childhood traumas, as we spoke about when I was guest here, I think the last yes. time when we were talking about our demonic work, um, childhood traumas will open the doorway for demons to come into your life, even though you've not done anything. Yes. But the door's open, so and they're going to come. Mm. So you'll have spirits of trauma, spirits of you know, anger, yes. bitterness, resentment, all those other things will come in. Or if you've lost a parent, now you have a spirit of rejection and abandonment and all the rest, even though... It was yes. intentional on anybody's part, but the, the demons are going to come in wherever they can find an opening. Mm-hmm. And then Mary comes when we ask her and pray. She is the most tender mother. 
Yes. She mothers all of us. Jesus gave us her on the cross, his last words, where he handed over his own precious mother to us. The greatest earthly gift that he gave us while he was still, Other than before the he was crucified. Yes. Other than the Eucharist, yes, absolutely. Yes. And so Mary then takes over that role as, to mother us. And she does it in very wonderful and beautiful ways. Sometimes just inner things. She'll send her spouse, the Holy Spirit, to guide us in certain directions. Or she herself will just let you know that she's there. And the more you study her, the more you know, the more you pray, the more you begin to realize that she loves just wrapping you in her mantle because mm-hmm. demons can't come anywhere near that, you know, and she just keeps you safe. And she guides you always. Her main work is to guide you into relationship with her son. Yes. And once you have that, you have the healer of all healers, you know, so those traumas can be healed. And yes, we need some physical help or, yes. you know, psychiatric help or whatever sometimes, yes. you know, if, uh-huh. if, that's, if it's deep enough. Yes. And so we have people who do that kind of work as well, thank goodness. But I've just seen so many people healed just by praying over them yes. and asking Mary to come and asking Jesus to come and heal them and doing the healing prayers that I know work, you know. And you see miracles happening all the time right. because people, mm-hmm. but I know that, you know, uh, at every prayer that I do over people, we always call upon Mary to be there and to help because she is, she's a mother and she acts like a mother. Um, my own mother, <laughs> my mother was four foot eleven. She probably didn't weigh a hundred pounds. Don't mess with mom. Right. Or don't anybody mess with us. Yes. You know, because mom grew up on a farm, so she was, she, she could be tough, you know. Yes. And, um, but she was also had really neat ways of guiding us, very gentle, you know but very loving. And Mary's exactly the same way. Whenever I'd have a temper tantrum, or one of those things where I didn't get my way, and I had that look on my face, or, you know, you want to stomp your feet or whatever, Mother would just look at me with the biggest smile, and she'd go, I just think you have a whole lifetime to get over it. (laughs) (laughs) That was the signal, go outside and play. (laughs) Because if we pursued it any further, then she'd go get a belt or something, which she never did, but she just threatened but. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and when I think of that, I think that's in some way that's how Mary is, you know. Offer it up and let me work with you to bring you into deeper relationship. Yeah. And, and so Mary works in our life all the time. I think it's really important yes. to understand that. We don't just honor her because she's God's mother. She's our mother. Yes. You know, but we do honor her because of that. And as uh, Sean, you and I were talking uh, before the program a little bit, when you have people who may be new in the faith or whatever and mm-hmm. think that we're kind of weird and that we are making another God out of Mary. And of course we say, we don't do that, you know. So we never, never do that. Uh, because she's not a God. She's a human being just like us. And so we honor her. And so when people give me that argument, just, anybody out there who's saying, you Catholics, you know, you, you, you worship Mary. I said, no, we don't. Mm-hmm. Not at all. But I always ask them, I said, was Jesus a good Jew? Well, of course he was. Did he keep all the commandments? Yes. Did he keep the fourth commandment? Honor your father and your mother? Yes. So we honored his mother. Okay. So we're his disciples, so we honor his mother. Yes. Nothing wrong there. We're just doing what Jesus did. Right. We're not making her a god. He never made her a god. Mm -hmm. She was his mother. She was a creature. But immaculately conceived, and so she is what Christian calls the Ark of the Covenant. In the Old Testament, the Ark of the Covenant was the place where God resided in the temple. So they had the Ark of the Covenant in the temple. <clears throat> and inside of that was the, ten, the tablets of the commandments and Moses' staff. And so it was in that 
box, which we call the, the Ark of the Covenant. And so that's where God the Father resided with a cloud over it. So when Mary brought forth the Son of God, who is equally as divine as his Father, she's now the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. Carrying within her the very God who created the world. Um, she gave him his physical life so that he could enter into it. We would never follow God at all if we didn't see him. You know, we don't, we, we already know what we can experience for our senses, right? So for the a long tangible. time, yeah, yeah. And, and I think I, I talk about this sometimes at, at wedding ceremonies, uh, when I do weddings, that, you know, God created everything and he gave us all kinds of signs and wonders and did all kinds of things about the people in the old covenant, but a lot of people just turned away because they couldn't see him and they're not intelligent enough or not mature enough or not developed enough mentally to be able to, uh, you know, do it. Uh, comprehension of that on a deeper level. So what happened uh, in those particular situations is that God had a plan B, you know. You can't see me, but I'm going to send my son into the world who is who is me. There's only one God. Mm -hmm. But he will have flesh. Yes. And you'll be able to hear God. You'll be able to speak God. You'll be able to touch God. You'll be able to all of that. So Jesus came into the world and did everything. And every word that God ever spoke, he said, is what his Father said. All, all, the whole New Testament is only the word of the Father, right? which Jesus speaks to us. And even when at the Last Supper, when uh, Philip said to him, well, Lord, just show us the Father, that'll be enough for us. And he's like, Philip, have you been with me this long and still don't get it? <laughs> if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. In other words, look at what I am then you know you see God. But then he came to the point where after rising from the dead, he ascended into heaven. He had to because otherwise, strangely enough, as crazy as this sounds, he'd be like Mel Brooks, the 2,000-year-old man, and he'd be on the news for the wrong reasons, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he had to go back, but he sent then himself in the form of his spirit. It's Jesus' own spirit that we receive at baptism and confirmation. Our spirit is who we are, right? When your soul leaves your body, you're a cadaver. Yes. So your soul is who you are. It's your personality. So Jesus' personality, Jesus' own soul, is the Holy Spirit coming into us. And when that happens, then we are immediately transformed to the moment of baptism. Sin is gone because God is now there. Sin is just the absence of God in your life. So we're now filled with that. And then our souls are configured to Christ the priest, and then with confirmation to Christ yes. the prophet, and then, like myself, with ordination to Christ the king, which is shepherd and ser servant of the rest. All of these things are wonderfully happening because Mary made it possible. Mm -hmm. And then I often say, we'll say, like at a marriage ceremony, said, you know, but then God ascended into heaven, and now we can't see God again. So people go in all different directions. I said, so you're here today to become the new presence of God in our world. Because after today, I always start a wedding ceremony by saying, welcome to all of you coming to this beautiful wedding. It's the most important day in the history of the world. And they look at me like I got three heads. <laughs> so I'll, I'll explain, and I do it in a homily. Basically, once you say, I do, and you've entered into that covenant, yes. now in that experience, you together, 
a husband and wife together, have become the sacrament of matrimony. It's not a sacrament you receive, it's a sacrament you become. Mm -hmm. You're the sign. So we see the love between the two of you. We see the the fact that you're producing new life, uh, very much what Renee was talking about earlier, thank goodness for the work that she's doing, because people are producing life out of love, not out of lust or anything. They're doing it in the right way. And so the result of that is we have new life into our world, and so you are the presence of God in the world. You're the new Mary. You're producing God, bringing him forth in your relationship with each other, because God is love, and so where the love is there, God is in a new way in our world, because we can see it physically now in the husband and wife, if they're living the marriage the way they should be living it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of other part of my work is to get them back on board yeah, again and make sure they're living the way they're supposed to be living. They call it the domestic church. Yeah. So we're the domestic church Amen. of the family. No yeah. question. And it is the, the beginning of the church. I always tell people, church doesn't happen on Sunday morning in that building. All that is is a collection of all the little churches that come together to form the bigger one. Mm-hmm. It's not the building and it's not even the ceremonies. It's the people. Now, Mary is at the heart of each one of those persons. She brings Jesus into the midst of all of our lives, which is her main work. Very gently, very lovingly. But those anybody who's been watching, you know, with all the prophecies that are coming out now about what's coming in our world, what's going to be happening soon, and so on. Um, she's the way that's guiding us, giving us all the right words. Amen. Well, folks, if uh, you're enjoying this conversation, don't go anywhere. Uh, Father Ed's going to be, you know, still, we're going to continue this conversation after this quick break. So don't change the station. We will be right back. From the University of Dallas and as seen on EWTN. What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? Think of the the challenges that we have coming from our culture. We really need the virtue of courage. Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest. All episodes streaming now at quest.udallas.edu. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, the Catholic view of marriage may be an ideal, but it cannot be a reality? Well, G.K. Chesterton says, it is an ideal in a diseased society, it is a reality in a healthy society. For where it is real, it makes society healthy. We know we cannot make a perfectly healthy society because while we believe in marriage and the church, we also believe in something called the fall of man, which also has an effect on society. But the point is that we believe not just in an ideal, but in something practical. Practical in the sense that we want to make something. We want to create Christian families as opposed to those who are always ready to destroy the family, who give up on the ideal and give in to whatever is easiest at the moment. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Men, it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. 
You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. And welcome back, listeners. This is In His Vineyard, your live and local program every Monday at noon. And I'm Sean, your host for the program, along with Miss Alexandra Kuba-Batu, a.k.a. Alex K. Having this great conversation with Father Ed Hoff, parochial vicar at St. Mary Catholic Church in downtown San Antonio, uh, about our Blessed Mother, about the month of Mary, um, and what a beautiful month it is. Uh, I know a lot of you are going to be celebrating Mother's Day, uh, you know, coming up, uh, but why not get the month started the way, uh, you know, we are, and that's honoring our you know, the mother of all, yes. you know, the mother that, you know, our Lord himself gave us at the foot of the cross in this Easter season. Uh, man, what a beautiful season it, it is indeed. You know, Father, before we, uh, you know, went to break, uh, you know, we were discussing, uh, you know, off off the air, uh, some of the devotions that you personally have um, to, to Mary and maybe some of the <laughs> titles uh, that, you know, that we have for our blessed mother. Would you share some of your personals sure. uh, with us? Well, I love under all her titles, you know, but it would take forever to, to go through all of those. So I have a couple of, other than Mary Immaculate, because I'm an oblate of Mary Immaculate. But other than that, one of my favorite devotions, and a lot of people don't know about this, but once they hear about it, it changes their lives. It's called Our Lady of Hope. In the year um, uh, 18, uh, 1871, she appeared in a little village in France called Pont-Man which means Handbridge, because it's a very tiny little place. This was at a time when the Prussian army was overtaking all of France, and France would no longer be France, it would be part of Germany. Mm. So they were on their way across, they had already passed, they were within a week of completing the thing, and all of France would have been taken over. In this little tiny town of Pontman, which is in the Diocese of Laval, there had been a, a devotion since the year 500 to Notre Dame de l'Espérance, which is in French is Our Lady of Hope. And so the bishop there ordered all the parishes to have devotions and pray that prayer to that because what they were afraid of is the Russian army, Prussian army came through, that they were taking the young men, especially out of the villages and putting them in like in concentration camps so they mm-hmm. couldn't form a resistance. And so they were afraid they were going to be hurt or whatever, so they were going to you know, pray for all of this. So on this night of January the 17th in 1871, these two old boys, Joseph and Eugene Barbadette, are doing their chores before. They were very poor, so they had to, when the father brought cow, uh, they had like a cow or something, you know, they mm-hmm. had to kind of every night to get their milk and whatever. And so their, their job was to pull the brambles out of the straw or whatever, you know, so the cows would have some deep wooden choke on the brambles. It was an awful job. So the, this one particular night, one of the boys just took a little break and went over by the doorway, a French door, you know, bottom closed up, over. And across the street, over this old lady's house, this beautiful image of Our Lady, dressed all in blue, the same color as the sky, with stars all over her. And um, so he went and got his brother, and his brother looked, oh my God, he was there. So they just were mesmerized. And the father came along, couldn't see anything, and thought they were gold-breaking, you know, get back to work, you know, so... And then mother called them for dinner. And when they were telling what's going on, and of course nobody's believing them, they didn't, they couldn't eat. They just wanted to get back to that way. Mom knew something was up because those kids ate her out of house on home every night. Yeah. 
Mother so, knows, she right? Said, just in case. So let me go get the priest. But the priest was saying mass at that particular time with the church where it is now, which is across the street where that old lady's house was. But the priest was busy. So she went over to the school, which was boarding school, and she talked to Sister Vitaline, one of the nuns there, the superior. And so she came with two or three little ones and one in her arms. And all the children, when they got to this spot, all of them went, you know, with their hands raised up and looking up in the sky and just ooing and moaning. And so sister said, these children can see something for sure. Yeah, We can't see it, but they can. So let's just start praying. So they started praying. And then by that time, the priest had heard about it. He finished Mass, and he came over. And so they were singing. And at that, the children were saying, oh, oh, what's happening? An oval formed around Our Lady. And at her shoulders and at her knees, four candles came out on a candle stand, and a star came from the sky and lit the four candles. Oh, wow. And so they were operating. And Mary is dressed in, like I told you, all of the uh, blue of the sky. It was her gown, which she had a, looked like a crown, but it's not as a peasant hat, like uh, over her black veil. Yeah. And so the children were kind of sharing what was going on. And so as they were singing the songs, the kids all started laughing. And Father said, what's going on? Mary was tapping her foot and doing with her hands, you know, keeping beat to the music. And the kids thought that was really cool. So then this kid started screaming, what's going on? She turned very, very sad. And in her hands came a blood red crucifix with Jesus and a darker red over the red wood of the crucifix. And she held it out to them as if to say, this is your hope. And then a few minutes later, that disappeared. And then this kid said, something else is happening. And a banner began to unroll under her feet, one letter at a time. So the kids are spelling it out, M-A-I-S, but, means but, M-A-I-S, pray my children, mon fils, my son, at which time, once the kid said that, they all knew who it was. My son allows himself to be moved by compassion. Your prayers will be heard in a little while. Wow. Oh, wow. And then slowly but surely, the matter rolled up and then went up to her knees and then up to her shoulders and she was gone. Now that happened on January the 17th in the evening, 1871. If you look in your history books, on the morning of the 19th, the German army pulled out, retreated, and went back to Germany. No military reason, whatever. Wow. Oh, wow. There was no resistance. There was no French armies again. Nothing. They just picked up and left. Hmm. You could read that in your history books. So then it became known as Our Lady of Hope. And we oblates, at least in the province I was in, a special devotion to that because the younger of those two boys, Joseph Barbadet, became an oblate of Mary Immaculate. Oh, wow. So... We, you know, I've developed the voice. I, I don't get out of bed in the morning before I say the novena prayer. Every morning before I get yeah. out of bed, I say that prayer because, and I have a statue of her in my room. Just a beautiful devotion when I tell people, bring your promise before her and just trust. You know, she's Our Lady of Hope. She has, you, she's your hope for all the things that you need and want that are in God's plan for your life. You, know, if they're not in His plan, you don't want them anyway. Amen. But that's just my one of my favorite devotions. There's other ones, but that in particular. You know, I, I, I got to ask you, of course, we're, we're running short on time, but I want to ask you, um, you know, how would one, you know, start that relationship with their, their blessed mother? You know, we've got about a minute mm-hmm. left in the program, think, Father. How uh, do they get started with First it? thing is start doing the rosary. Yeah. 
because you're meditating on her life and the life of her son, which is what the, the mysteries are about. So learn it, learn yeah. them. You know, it was so important to the people in the early days that the rosary started by people working on the grounds of the monasteries doing farming and they could hear the monks praying the, the office and they tried to imitate that but they couldn't read so they, what they did is they knew the only prayers they did know were Our Father, Hail Mary and Glory be so that's yeah. and they started by doing 10 of each because the office is you know so many psalms so many mm-hmm. things during the course of a day <clears throat> so they were imitated that's how the rosary began anyway and then St. Dominic of course you know became the one and the Battle of Lepanto which drove up yeah. ended all of the attempts of the Saracens to take over Europe yeah. was because of the rosary. So we know that. So, so start, just start with that. And talk to me. Just talk to her like, like you talk to your mom, you know? Yeah. And develop that devotion and study. You, know, you can look all kinds of things on her that will help you to do all the different things that you're sharing with us. Amen. There's a lot of stuff on TV right now. Amen. And this is a perfect Amen. month uh, to get started. So uh, before we get cut off, uh, would you leave us, Father, with your blessing? Absolutely. Lord God, we just ask your blessing upon all of our listeners today and all of us here as we play before you and thank you already for your wonderful gracious and blessing. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Father, for your time today. Thank you, Renee, for coming in and sharing uh, the information regarding natural womanhood. Uh, folks, you've got a, a wonderful mantra to pay honor and pay, um, uh, well, not homage, but pay, you know, to honor your mother, uh, to start your, you know, your devotions. And like Father says, you know, get started on that rosary, okay? So until next week, uh, continue to, you know, let's all continue to labor with love, joy, and zeal in our hearts. In his vineyard. That's right. God bless all of you, and we will be here same time, same place next week. God bless you. God bless you. The next Military Women's Axe Retreat will be on May 19th through the 22nd at St. Anthony de Padua Retreat Center. Come experience a weekend of focusing on your faith and its application to daily life. This retreat will help increase your presence at the liturgy and cultivate friendships among other military women in the military church community. To request a registration form or additional information, email samilitaryx at gmail.com or call Pat at 210-323-1812. Hi, this is Sean Rice, General Manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network in South and Central Texas. Business owners, do you enjoy listening to your favorite Catholic radio programs? Have you learned more about our Catholic faith because of what you listen to? Please consider a sponsorship or underwriting opportunity to help keep your Airwaves Catholic across South and Central Texas. Give me a call at 210-579-9844 to learn more. God bless you. Is your spouse not quite the spouse you want him or her to be? Does it seem as though you will never get them trained? How many times do you have to complain to get something done? Why won't they listen? St. Ignatius of Loyola once said, Let the Creator deal with the creature. Ask yourself, How many times have I given my spouse to God and let him deal with him or her? That's actually the best remedy for those irritating things that you so badly want changed in your spouse. Let the Creator deal with the creature. Lay those complaints on the altar and walk away. Don't go back and get them. Leave them there. You will be pleasantly surprised to see the changes. 
especially the changes in yourself. This has been a minute for your marriage and family from the Three Hearts Institute. Check us out on Facebook and Parlor. Boldly proclaiming the truths of our Catholic faith, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio on the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.